Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 162. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere. But that's not going to happen. Instead, for the last couple of years, we've been traveling vicariously by inviting guests to share their unique travel stories with us. It's been awesome, and our podcast has been all over the globe. Now we're taking some time to revisit the Wish You Were Here segment of our show, where we each share travel attractions that we recommend. This week's Wish You Were Here's are from Seattle, and they are themed with things to do in Seattle. Yeah, we've got several episodes. This is our first Seattle Wish You Were Here episode, and we decided to sort of theme them together. And these are cool things to do. Seattle is a big city. There's lots to do. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm excited about kind of how we broke these up because I know when I go to visit a city... I often search like things to do in whatever city. Mm -hmm. And um, when I think about things to do, that's not what I'm thinking about restaurants. I certainly, I care. I care about where I'm going to eat. Yes. Um, However, in between my meals and I'm traveling, (laughs) sometimes I'm looking for things to do. Mm, Sometimes. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, these are really fun, like, activities in our area um honestly like yeah this is a great list this list probably matches like TripAdvisor or things like that maybe i think some of it does but i don't think all of it does i think some of these are okay that's a definite thing to do but some of these are things that i think a lot fewer people who maybe don't know a local would have done yeah yeah you know maybe it's a combo yeah yeah i think so i think so and i mean none of them are really hidden gems that no one would ever know about. Yes. But I they're also not the first necessarily top thing on the list if you look at TripAdvisor, I don't think. Almost all of these I have taken an out-of-town guest to do at some point, and I would stand behind those decisions. Yeah, so I think they're good. They're good things. I they are good them all. things. <laughs> do them when you visit Seattle. So what would you like to share for your wish you were here this week, Cheryl? Well, being that it's summer, I have a, um activity in the Seattle area that I've done a couple times in the summertime and really enjoy and I thought our listeners might like. Um, and it is to rent a canoe um, and go on Lake Washington. Um, but I have a specific location I like to rent it from and go. And that would be um, the parking lot of the University of Washington um, Stadium. Yes. So you go to the, it's 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 kind of an odd location, but it's on the mm-hmm. water, so it works. Yep. So going there and they have, um, sometimes you have to wait in line. So I'd say maybe try to go early or don't, don't expect to be able to rent it right away or. Mm-hmm. Bring a game to play with your friends or something Especially in the meantime. If it's sunny and warm. Yep. But um, it is such a fun spot because you can go underneath um, the 520 freeway, and that's pretty fun just being able mm-hmm. to like 
go on a canoe under there. And then you can go all around um, the water that's near the um, arboretum. And Mm -hmm. so they're just like lily pads everywhere and ducks and sometimes herons flying and all sorts of things. And you could even stop and like have a picnic on a nice grassy area. And it's just like such a fun place to explore. And there's not just like one route or anything. There's kind of like different Mm -hmm. ways you could go. And so, um, and it's like super easy as well. And so that's fun. It's a good, like all ages thing. Cause you could get a littler kid in there and just have them not paddle, you know, too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, go do that. Yeah, and uh, you wouldn't happen to know the cost off the top of your head, would you? Yeah, so um, for a canoe, if you're a UW student, it is $8 an hour. UW employees are 10 an hour, and then the general public is 12 an hour. Um, sure. Or you can rent a single kayak, a double kayak, or a rowboat as well. Um, the most expensive is the double kayak, but um, there you go. So Awesome. How about you, Ryan? So I actually had a similar idea. I was thinking, okay, since we're kind of talking about, hey, we're not going lots of places and doing tons of travel, what would be something that would be easy to do that you could still do now? And of course, since I live in the Seattle area, this is is one of those sorts of things. And so I am recommending the Washington Park Arboretum, which is in... (sighs) I uh, love that yeah, place. Yeah, it's it's by the University of Washington. The, if you're familiar with the area, there's uh, the 520 bridge that goes across Lake Washington. And just as you get on the other side, uh, the University of Washington is right there on the north side, but the Arboretum is off on the south side. And it's very large. It's got lots and lots of paths and trails and things. Again, it's not really hiking per se, but it's beautiful. And so that's it's just some of it is just more or less kind of more natural looking of just the trees and bushes and shrubs but then they also have a um what do they call it like a botanical garden that's what it's called and they have a lot of different plants and trees and flowers from all over the world and it's just really really cool and especially this time of year with the in the springtime when things are blooming as long as you're not allergic to them it can be really really beautiful and a really fun place to just kind of go walk around and enjoy being out in the beauty of nature it's a great area. It is one of my favorite places to um, do portraits for people. Mm. So like senior pictures, engagement photos, family photos, things like that. Because you get there's such a variety of backdrops there, which yeah. is really fun. Yep. Um, and did you mention like the boardwalk dock type of area that are like these paths you can walk on the water? Have you gone to that area? I have I've can I've done the canoes around them, but I've never actually walked uh-huh. on them myself. So yeah, part of the arboretum is that you can walk on these like boardwalk type of mm-hmm. trails on the water, essentially. Yeah, and it's so fun. It's a bit of an adventure because sometimes they're sinking a little bit, so you have to be <laughs> a little careful. But um, yeah, I man, I need to go to the arboretum. I should go there soon. <laughs> you got me inspired. <laughs> Wish you were here. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, I'm going to do a local one here in Seattle, and it's one that I've been to a bunch of times because I take my astronomy students there on a field trip every year, and that is the planetarium at the University of Washington. So the University of Washington has a planetarium. 
which Ooh. in case sometimes people get confused between a planetarium and an observatory observatory has a telescope planetarium is the room where they project on the dome type ceiling so they can make it look like the night sky and stuff and okay. anymore if, if, if it's been a long time since you've been to a planetarium definitely go to one now because now that they're digital and not kind of the analog they can project really? all sorts of stuff so they'll zoom through the solar system and zoom in and zoom out so it's more than just the stars and it is the stars which is cool but they can do a lot more and the UW Planetarium will do free shows to the public in the evenings they're usually run by students at the school who are studying astronomy which is really cool and they just do a really good job it's a it's a great experience there's some other cool things uh, at UW as well at the other end of the campus they do have an observatory with a decent sized telescope and they'll do star parties and things like that they've got all the information on their website but it's a super fun thing especially in the summer if it's clear you know like in august here in the seattle area when we usually have some decent weather um to go out in an evening and kind of look at the look at the stars and go in and see a show and it's super fun nice i want to go yeah. i haven't gone yeah. since i was a it's kid good. yeah cheryl what are you going to do for your wish you were here I'm going to do one that um, I'm a little heartbroken because it's closed right now because of our silly little coronavirus, which is ruining my life. Um, <laughs> mainly just but because we can still podcast. Yes, we can still podcast and I can still work and I'm thankful for my health and my employment and all those wonderful things. But also this virus keeps canceling my social plans. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the Seattle Children's Theater. Have either of you been there? Yes. Yes. I grew up going there and I love it. Oh, man. It is good. So I remember from my childhood it being great. Like one of my favorite moments was seeing Mr. Popper's Penguins when I was in fifth yes. grade. Yes. They did it there. <laughs> and I love Penguins quite a lot. And they did such a great show. But then I went back as an adult a couple of years ago. And I think here's like the real test is if you experience something as a kid and it's quality, if you go back as an adult and it's still actually quality, that's how you know, like, OK, this isn't like me being a child. It's like, oh, this is actually really good. So I saw Mr. Popper's Penguins there a few years ago. I think it was 20 years after seeing it in fifth grade. Um, and it, they put on a good show. Oh, my gosh. And they know. I think they're very aware of the age of their audience. And so on their website, they say what ages different shows are for. And they kept it short and sweet. They kept the story moving along. And it was good acting. I mean, man. And so I had tickets to go there next month. I no longer do because they've closed their whole season. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping this theater and many more will survive this and be able to get back in business after everything closing down right now. But um just wanted to give it a plug whenever they open their doors again take your nearest child friend or child of yours um, with their parents permission um, <laughs> and get some tickets for the Seattle Children's Theater it's wonderful I'd actually like to add a couple of things um, if that's okay. I don't think I've ever been as a kid, but I have been several times as an adult and they do a great job there. They're actually an equity theater. The actors are all equity. Um, do, do you know what that means? I don't. 
Okay. So it's kind of like a group or a, like a guild or something of high quality actors. And they often meet certain standards to be able to be in that. And that's the, the quality and the caliber of the actors that are acting at the Seattle Children's Theater. Oh, so the actors and actresses that work there are professionals. They don't just work at the children's theater. Some of them do, but a lot of them will also work at the Fifth Avenue and other local yeah. theaters also. Cool. Yeah. So they're high quality actors and actresses. And some of them I've even seen at other shows uh, in local theaters around the area. Cool. Yeah, so it's high quality acting, good quality theater. And I would also argue that the shows that they do are not really just for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like their main audience is kids, um, but they also, they're not all their shows are geared just for younger kids. But like I've seen Time Again in Oz, which is the Wizard of Oz sequel. Oh, cool. And I also saw a version of Animal Farm. Really? Yeah, it was pretty huh. interesting. They had, you know, like kind of like puppet type things that the actors, the different animals and stuff like that. It was really good. Wow. So it's not just stuff for little kids. It is usually appropriate for families, but don't think that it's just for preschoolers or young kids. Love that. How about you, Ryan? I'm also going to do something a little bit more local to the sort of greater Seattle area. And I think I think you and I are both just kind of thinking about like, hey, how can we get out? <laughs> what are things that we might still be able to do? Uh, and so this is the Burt Gilman or the Sammamish River Trail. And it's not really a hiking trail. So for people who don't know, it's not kind of like a it's not the place you would go hiking. It's it's paved most of the way, but it's actually this really long, I want to say it's something like 20 miles, 22 miles long, something like that. No, I don't remember. Someone also out there probably knows and is yelling the correct answer at me. And maybe Cheryl is check, checking on the computer right now. I'm not sure. Um, but it's a really, really cool just walking and bike path that goes through Seattle and then up north around the north end of Lake Washington and all the way over to what we call the east side of Seattle, all the way down into Redmond, which, it, I mean, it doesn't go to Microsoft, but that's the the city that Microsoft is actually in. And it ends at a place called Marymore Park. And it's, a, it's just a really beautiful kind of scenic way of kind of walking or biking through different parts of the greater Seattle area. And you don't have to do the whole thing from start to finish. There are lots of places where you can um, get on and off of the trail. And for part of it over here on the east side, it actually parallels the Sammamish Slough, which is kind of a river that feeds into Lake Washington. And so you kind of have sort of that kind of riverside with ducks and things like that. Um, and it's just a really great way to kind of get out and to walk and to see uh, just kind of what's what's around. And if you are in the mood for, you know, going all the way to into Seattle or vice versa, you can definitely do that. I might recommend doing that biking instead of walking, but maybe uh -huh. you're a biker or, or a walker or a runner. So maybe you could do that too. So it's just a really kind of fun, uh, fun way to kind of get around and see some things in the greater Seattle area that aren't necessarily walking on streets. I love it. I've never actually gotten on that trail. 
at all? Any of it? I don't think so. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I think back what? when I ran cross country, when I was like in early high school, I ran part of that trail. If I, I don't mm. know. I can remember like that route sounds vaguely <laughs> familiar. It's just so surprising to me because it goes, it goes like right. It parallels with the, oh, now I'm going to say the wrong direction in my head. It's South. But now that I think about it, I don't think it actually is South, but part of you, the campus on UW, it goes all the way up to Gasworks park. Like it goes all the way around. That's so funny. I, I guess mean, you I lived in Bellevue. You. And so <laughs> it doesn't really go through. It doesn't go all the way down to Bellevue. I guess mm-hmm. I've lived in close proximity yeah. to it most of my life. So Bellevue I've, and Green Lake are the farthest north I've lived in the area. And yeah. so, yeah. 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 Well, it's super fun. I Once should check it out. You, you sh- I mean, it's not close to you right now. Of course, you could drive to it. I don't care. I'll drive there. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could totally drive to it because that's, I've done that because part of it is within walking distance to where I live right now. Mm. And so uh, at least once I kind of, I walked down there and then walked, walked that a little bit when we had some decent weather and I just was like, cool. I just need to, you know, walk around. So, yeah. Um. So Ryan, how long did you think it was? I thought it was like 20 uh, in, in my head, the number, of course, and with our last episode that we recorded in my head, the number was way off. I was like half correct. Um, so in my head, it was 22 miles, but I, okay. I don't. So according to the Internet, it is 27 miles or another website says 18.8 and another website says 27 and another website says over 20 well, I'm in the ballpark then. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the great mysteries lost to time is mm, how long is indeed, this trail? Indeed. Well, we'll never part of know. It that's, part of it that's tricky is during sections of it, especially in Seattle, it kind of goes away and it's part of the road, but then it comes back. So I think that may be where some of the some of the confusion comes in. And by the way, I also figured out this way of viewing that. Thank you. I also figured out why the number in my head of the distance between Seattle and LA was wrong. Okay. It's because it's because it was the number in my head was double what it should be because it's the number of miles when you fly from Seattle to LA, but it's round trip. Mm, So that's why that's why I had it wrong. (laughs) So it made me feel a little bit better. (laughs) Listeners can go back and listen to the last episode where we talk with Christy about Central and South America and how wrong Ryan was at geography. So (laughs) Uh, no, no, no. How wrong Ryan was at distance, not geography. (laughs) Come on now. And you didn't know either, to be fair. I didn't know either. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) How about you, Ryan? I'm going to do one that is relatively local here in the Seattle area. And for when this is coming out, when this episode is coming out, which actually, by the way, today, the release date is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's probably listening, but happy (laughs) birthday to her anyway. And in just a few weeks, uh, potentially, depending on what things open and don't open this year, is Seafair. 
and Seafair in Seattle has all sorts of really cool things. But one of the things that's very cool and that my mom absolutely loves are the Blue Angels, which are a set of jets. I think they're part of the Navy, if I remember correctly. And they're very fast and they do a really, really cool air show and they do it over Lake Washington and there's lots of different places you can go and it's free. You don't have to pay for it. A lot of people will go out onto Mercer Island because they'll close I-90, the floating bridge out there. And then people can actually walk out onto parts of the bridge and they'll fly and do it just over the, over the lake. And it's really cool. Their jets are fast. They're precision. They do really cool things. Last summer, actually, I had a friend who their family has a boat and he invited me out. And so I actually got to be on a boat on Lake Washington and watch it. And that was amazingly cool. But it's, it's a really cool thing to do. Again, it happens usually, I think it's the first weekend in August is when Seafair usually happens. Yeah, I This year so. in 2020. I don't know what that's going to look like because they may not want to have people in big groups. So they may not do it at all. Don't really know yet. Um, but regardless, it's still something that's cool and that happens most years. And so if you have a chance to go see the Blue Angels um, for Seafair, that would be my recommendation in the Seattle area. Love it. So fun. I've gotten to be on the lake one time for that as well. And oh my gosh, it's so fun. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Ryan, how about you? I'm going to do a local one as well, somewhat inspired by our conversation with Summer. And I'm going to recommend the Pacific Science Center. I am obviously a science geek. Anyone who listens to the podcast knows that. <laughs> and downtown Seattle is this great spot called the Pacific Science Center. It has a lot of different, I don't know if they call them pavilions, but they are different buildings that each have different themes. It really is geared towards, I would say, young to middle elementary age students for the most part. But it's, I mean, if you like science like I do, there's really cool stuff. And they often will have <laughs> touring exhibitions that are there as well. So the Dead, the Dead Sea Scrolls were there uh, for a while. They've had other kind of touring kind of National Geographic style things. But it's really, really great because it's very, very hands-on. So there's lots of different really cool science-related things. They've got a whole space section, which I love. They've got a section where they've got animatronic dinosaurs and things you can do that. I think they've got still a section with um, different parts of the body and you can try things out and learn about how the body works. They've got a place for younger kids where you can do all this fun stuff with water and play with water. It's just, it's a really, really great thing to do, especially if you've got a younger kid that, especially if they're active, because it, it's a, it's a museum that's really geared for them to do things. And I had, as a kid growing up, we had an annual membership. And so we went a bunch and I absolutely loved it and they've changed it and updated it, but they still have some exhibitions that were there when I was a kid. I still remember they've got this big, huge crane sort of a thing that has this rope that comes down from it. And you can, 
pull it from one side to the other. And then there's a weight on the other end and it's all about leverage. And the farther away from the weight you pull it, the easier it is to pull and lift the weight. And so it's just these basic science concepts that they illustrate in such a great way. And they have live shows. They do a whole thing with liquid nitrogen and power of cold and all this really cool stuff. So it's a really fun spot. If you have anybody who's even remotely interested in science or that is in that age range, I would highly recommend the Pacific Science Center. I would too. I agree. I concur with Ryan. I have my four <laughs> kids. We have been there so many countless times. Mm-hmm. It is like also a mother's heaven because the mother is not entertaining the kids. It's them exploring, <laughs> you know, nice. like I was like, oh, for just three hours, I want all the kids to just be like self, self, like you know, exploring and not asking mm-hmm. me questions and mommy, I'm bored. And the science center is amazing. Mm-hmm. And also what I love about the science center is the IMAX movies and things they have there. Mm-hmm. These amazing, like yeah. 30 minute videos about all different kinds of science, like the, the life of a butterfly and, you know, all these different movies that my kids absolutely loved. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's I've a great... been waiting to take my stepson there and just, I mean, right now we can't, go do anything but (laughs) I'm just so excited because it's one of those he's so busy and he is really interested in a lot of things and even like we'll just like sometimes just sit and google questions about animals or stuff like that and so I'm just like so excited to take him there it's gonna be good yes (laughs) well that was fun yeah it was we would love it if you would follow us on social media. We are at Timwe Podcast. That's at T-M-W-Y for Take Me With You Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at timweepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what are your wish you were here for this location. We would love to hear that. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406-763-8699. Or if it's easier to remember, 406-POD-TIMWE. We would love it if you would rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about this episode on your social media. As always, thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the awesome artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is Something. And thank you to Erica Corbin for the use of her song, Round the Globe. You can listen to Erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed. That's all we have for this episode. So until next time, remember to take me with you. Take me with you. Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe? Salty air and balmy nights Guided only by the lights above And la 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 All the world is out there waiting to explore And all our troubles here want them to be ignored Oh, let's go To India and I